My name is Jeff. Hey, call me here. Okay. Hi there. Okay. Happy Wednesday. It's October the 3rd, 2018. I'm Eric. So I can answer from beautiful downtown Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, where you better start clearing out your glove box and fill it with burritos and great Fanta, because in exactly two weeks from today, police are going to be looking for a lot more than your license and registration when they pull you over. <laughs> yes, they certainly will be. Don't know if you guys.
Hey, buddy. Hey. Did you want to do it while you were driving, or did you want to do it in 40 minutes? No, no, no. That was when I was on my... I was uh, just leaving fucking um, uh, my girlfriend's place. I'm long home now. Oh, I see. Okay. I gotcha. Uh, um, yeah, so we might have to take a little brief break, and I don't know <laughs> how that happened. I plugged in the phone, and it drained it 10%. <laughs> That's just getting fucking better and better, isn't oh, it? Oh, man. It's just everything. But, but I really just want to do the China thing as much as possible. Um, yeah. Everything else, I don't know what to do with. Um, HIV tests don't come back for six weeks, so I shouldn't freak out. Yeah, that's right. I've had one of those before. Um... I don't know what to do about St. Paul's. I don't know if I'm going to go back tonight or not. I'm supposed to be walking there right now, but... Well, I mean, what are you going in for, say, for another treatment? Yeah. Well, you definitely need to go. Oh, it's not doing anything. Um, but, yeah, I guess I should go talk to them. And then tomorrow morning, like, okay. I, I managed to save my job if I show up healthy tomorrow morning. But I have an appointment at 10.30 at the infectious disease place, um, which could be the game changer, so. Now, I'm being told that uh, your immune system has to be very greatly compromised before this will actually kill you. Like, you have to have another problem, um, and HIV isn't bad enough to be the problem that will make MRSA kill you, so. My chances of dying are relatively low. Okay, that's good. Um, you'd have to be a lot more unhealthy than I am, is what people keep telling me. Credible people, not just people I talk to on the street. Um, oh. No, what I what I know about is, yeah, it's pretty much just that. It is fatal to people with full-blown AIDS. Yeah. If you have, like, no immune system, if you're chronic to pneumonia... Yeah, something um, like that. Yeah, like if my mom were to get what you had, it would probably kill my mom. Yeah, it won't mind too in a in a heartbeat. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm um yeah. So anyway, good, good sort of reassuring news. Okay. Now, has it spread past that point on your on the past that line? It's going in a different direction. It's going now around my arm. Not up. Oh. It hasn't got progressed up much further, but now it's spreading like around through over my elbow and shit. So, okay. I don't know. It's still spreading. Still but spreading, but at least it's not going up. And this one nurse that I've been talking to, it's a male nurse. I don't know why that matters, but for some reason it's more comforting to me. Uh, <laughs> that's disgusting of me, but it's true. Um, <laughs> He he just said, you know, it's it's a bitch. It's it's a fighter. It, it likes to. It's an aggressive thing, and it's it's. But it's really just more painful and annoying than it is actually life threatening. Um, but it's a scrapper. Okay, well that part's good. How's the how's the pain? It's actually not terrible. It's, it's subsiding. Yeah, kind of. Um, okay. 
So yeah, I don't know. I guess I'll go for this treatment and then I gotta decide what I'm gonna do about my job. I will lose the job if I don't go tomorrow. But it could be a temporary job anyway. Well, legally they can't fire you. It's a medical condition you have, so legally they can't fire you for it. Well, the the temp agency won't fire me. It's just the uh, the company, the, the, that, the has company that has me will. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's true. Whatever. I lose well, three, maybe four days pay. Yeah. If it's if it's if it's not a full time job, I'm done Thursday probably. Okay. So. That's not really too much to cry over. It'd be a nice chunk of money, but it's not the end of yeah. the world. So, um, when you broke all this news to me that night, because um, uh, yesterday, what was all this? Was all what? Fucking just over this past? Uh, yeah, you, between yeah, yesterday and today. Yeah. yeah. So last night, um, like I was, I was a mess pretty much all day yesterday. Like yeah. I was. Well, me distant. too. Yeah. Well, obviously, you know. This um, is uh, I was, this is the weekend. This is the uh, one year anniversary of Jason's death too. This weekend. <laughs> and Thanksgiving is the only holiday that I get emotional about. So. How did the uh, basketball tournament go? Uh, it went it went nicely for other people. I couldn't play, but it was cool. No. Yeah, we, everybody had a good time. It was a good memory. So, excellent. Um, I think it was it was a great idea. Uh, it wasn't as cool as I thought it would be, but it was whipped together on real short notice too. So, yeah, um, yeah, it was nice. He would have hated it, <laughs> which is perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know if this will help, but because um, uh, you know my girlfriend is religious and all, so um, she has done and is doing some prayers for you. Oh, thank you. So. That's, I I always like that. Even even though I'm not religious, it's it's. It's always comforting when someone says that. I I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. I will. I will let her know. Yeah. Pass that on. That's very sweet. Thank you. No problem. Um. There's some really good, awesome news. Uh. There's this girl at work uh, named Christy who looks exactly like my ex-wife, but with red hair. I love it. Um. <laughs> she her best friend died, and someone stole his guitar and sold it. Oh. Um, post-mortem. So she's just all heartbroken. It was his prized possession and the thought of it being... Oh. I met the guy who bought it last night. Yeah. Um, told him the story. And he brought it to her this morning. Oh, that's really nice. So, what a stand-up dude. Yeah. He's not involved in any way. He just happened to buy the guitar for 400 bucks. Oh, so, wow. So, um... I don't know, I didn't listen to the conversation, because she told me initially if I could help in any way, she would pay for it. So I, I don't know what the deal was between the two of them, I didn't eavesdrop, but uh, anyway, she got it back, and I look like a big fucking superstar right now. Well done, sir. So, that was cool. <laughs> that is really cool.
It was just <laughs> such a random thing. He saw my guitar and started t telling me about this great guitar he just bought. And you're like, no shit. <laughs> yeah. And it's just so random that she had just told me that story. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can fix that for you. With no way of possibly fixing anything at all. And then it just, everything fell into place. I'm like, finally. <laughs> well, that's good. Something good. That's good. All right. So my phone is at 16%. Yay. So we'll get a whole whopping maybe 20 minutes here if we're lucky. All right. And then we'll decide if you want to keep going or whatever. Um, yeah, we'll I, I posted a, an edited version of our last episode. Uh, the other one you posted, was it yesterday or the day before? I believe it was yesterday. Because the one you posted the day before, I clicked on it and, and it said it was like 38 minutes long. And I could not listen to it. It sounded like garbage? It wouldn't play. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, check again. I may have fixed that. Because I know there yeah. was one that was crappy that I got rid of. and But the one, the, uh, the RC Cola one, I actually edited it. I cut out the beginning and end and put music in and everything. It's cool. Oh, weird. So okay, I figured awesome. out how to do it. That's fantastic. So we can, all this we're doing right now, this won't be on the episode anymore. <laughs> All the pre-show banter. <laughs> well, sometimes I'm going to leave it. I mean, it's just good quality stuff. Yeah. It's true. So I'll fire this off as quick as I can. Okay. Hi there. Happy Monday. It's October the 8th, 2018, and I'm Eric. Talking at you, as always, from beautiful downtown Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, where... Henkwai wo de suyo... Means very soon all my intros are gonna sound like this. <laughs> That's so more true than anybody actually realized. And uh the I I wanted to end with a motto. A pro-China motto. So I looked one up, and the one from 1978, I think, just says it all and is more applicable today than ever. And I swear to God, this was their country's version of, like, God bless America or our home and native land. Yeah. Theirs was, have fewer children, raise more pigs. <laughs> it should be America's fucking slogan. Right? <laughs> but in, the, in 1978, that was the country slogan, and I thought, that is brilliant. Wow. And I have words to live by. That could be the new, uh, is it just me slogan, I think. That just might be a good one for you. Yeah. Have fewer children, raise more pigs. <laughs> Which we're all doing. Yes, it's very true. So, I am... I'm not going to uh, pretend we had a good weekend. <laughs> How was your Thanksgiving, though? Um, I, well, we all know that I'm a big man. I put on so much weight. <laughs> it's a point of disgusting. I love it. Um, so, yeah, it was good. Um, had a great time with the girlfriend's family, at least as good a time as I can have. Um, considering everything else that was going on in my mind for that day. Um, but yeah, no, it was a good day. 
Okay. We um, had a fun time. Um, the daughter's, or sorry, the girlfriend's daughter, um, she just got her license. Uh, so she drove, and what should have been about an hour and 20 minutes took about two and a half, almost three hours to get there. Oh, wow. <laughs> Very slow driving, but she did great. Excellent. Um, for her first time doing any bit of a distant drive, she did a really good job, so... Yeah. Congratulations. So, I, I don't want to yeah. name names on the radio, but uh, well done, daughter. Well done, daughter is right. Yeah, <laughs> she, she did good. I'm, I'm very proud of her. She That's awesome. Hey, it's something <laughs> I can't do. <laughs> so uh, I, uh, I'm impressed. Although when yeah. I used to go out east, I used to drive all the time. Cause, you know, in Brandon, Manitoba, who's checking? No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody really cares that much out there. <laughs> so before we get on to China, which I really do want to discuss, because I think it's, it, it really threw a spoke in my plans that you knew what I was talking about uh, yesterday. Yep. Um, <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. No. <laughs> but something has come up since then that I didn't know uh, that's taking place, I believe, that on the 16th of this month. And that is, there's a new goddamn Halloween movie. Oh, we, uh, another Rob Halford? Or Rob Halford, I mean Rob Zombie? No. Oh. Um, back to original director and all original cast. Oh, wow. In, including the 70-year-old, uh, whoever he is, playing Michael Myers, who's it, always been Michael Myers. He will return as Michael Myers. Oh, that's incredible. And is Jamie Lee Curtis back Jamie in it? Jamie Lee Curtis is back in it. And well she, done. 40 years later, she's finally had enough. <laughs> she's finally gotten fed up. She is ready to take a stand. I just thought, come on, didn't we try this uh, about 20 years ago? And yeah, it, she came back not too long like, for, for like one of the, like a, two or three Halloweens ago. And, to save her son. Yeah. And this one, she's saving her daughter. Christ. I just, come on. <laughs> Let it die. <laughs> it's, it's a monumental flop every time they try to come back. Yeah, but you got to give it credit, though. They haven't put him in space yet, so, I mean... <laughs> no, that's true. That's kind of the they, jump the they shark moment. The Jason that is true. <laughs> <laughs> the um, one thing I'm going to give the Halloween movies credit for is they, they've suck it close, and that's always been nice. That is true. <laughs> um, I just I couldn't believe it when I heard that this morning. I thought I was making it up. Thank you. Uh, I I just I I'm not paying attention to Halloween in any way whatsoever this year, but uh, that that really caught my attention. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the, the only, well, like, I mean, I've, I've made a couple of costumes, but the only costume I actually truly designed on my own, and that, I was very proud of this costume, is that while I was in BC, um, a friend of mine, Leo, was uh, uh, throwing a bit of a Halloween party, so I showed up. Long and behold, I was one of the only people dressed up <laughs> for the event, go figure. Yeah. Um, but, but I went simple. Um, all I did was I took some, I bought some fake blood, and I put fake blood coming into my ears, my eyes, my nose, and some in my mouth. You have told and this story. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, I've been, uh, for those that don't might know, uh, what it was, uh, just a white t-shirt, and I just wrote on it, I went to Africa, and all I came back with was this lousy <laughs> Ebola. Um, some dude tried to fight me at the liquor store because of it. He was all offended by it. He's like, too soon. <laughs> Got all mad, because it was within, like, a month of when the whole outbreak, outbreak hit. Right. So <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little soon. <laughs> the one thing I am very much looking forward to in this is there's two kids in the movie who are podcasters <laughs> who are obsessed with Michael Myers and Laurie Strode, I believe it was. And they're always, their podcast is all about finding him and trying to interview her and stuff. And they've got the mask. And when he, he, he escapes, however he does in this one, he kills these podcasters and gets his mask. That's how he gets it in this one. Nice. I'm looking forward to that. That's <laughs> uh, great to be these podcasters. That's a good one. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. I've I've always it's always been my dream to be killed by Freddy Krueger in a movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, that they thankfully haven't tried to bastardize him with a resurrection yet. Well, they did do Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, and I, I think there has been a remake of the original. Oh, in fact, I know for a fact there was. Yeah, um, that's right. Uh, and it was, I don't remember it, to be honest. I don't remember it being good. You know, of all the nightmares, though, I mean, the first one was the only one that was actually legit, like, in the sense of scary. See, I found the second one horrifying. Um, that was the first one I saw. Oh, the first one just, I mean, the bloodbath in the waterbed was amazing. Oh, Such yeah. a great fucking scene. Um, I, I love the first one. Uh, for me, it was it was a terrifying experience. When I saw the second one, it was great. I mean, I loved pretty much all of the movies, but um, they started getting really campy, and they went for oh, yeah. the gas. Yeah. yeah, they did. Instead of just a horror fact. And, and then I, they, that's one thing I love with the first one. The sixth one, where they, with the 3D glasses at the end and stuff, and they just went, <laughs> like, I mean, if you're going to go camp, go camp. Yeah. I, that's one thing I enjoyed about it. They they didn't try to pretend they were something they weren't at that point. They just went for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I do like, and then uh, I think we've talked even on the show about it. The, the new nightmare was, I think, one of the most clever movies ever made. Oh yeah, so well done. I really enjoyed it. Um, what a great idea, and the fact that all the actors were in it, all the original actors got behind it. Yeah. Um, I just and no one's tried to redo it. I'm really shocked by that. That another franchise hasn't picked that up. Like I, you'd think that was some something like the Scream guys would have ran with. Yeah. Even the scary movie guys didn't touch it. Yeah. I I wonder if that's a a respect thing or just they weren't smart enough to watch it. I'm gonna think it's a respect thing because I think it was. It was one. It was a movie that was made for the fans. It wasn't made for people who don't know the movie. It was meant for the fans. Oh, very true. And I think that's one of the reasons why it was sort of left alone. Because when you do a movie that was made for the fans, when they brought back all the originals and they did such a great job with it, I think, yeah, you don't. Really, there's no point in fucking with it. It was a great idea. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's my Halloween take on things. I uh, just you. Briefly go back to our previous conversation. I 
don't really celebrate Thanksgiving anymore. Um, no. It's a, it was always a very special holiday for me and, and my ex-wife. Um, and it's just not a time I like. So <laughs> I, don't be, I don't begrudge anybody. And if you invite me to your house, I'll graciously come and accept and enjoy the food. But I, if I'm left to my own devices, I'd rather not. Um, and this, just the way the dates are arranged this year, I wasn't a happy time for me to begin with. And then I got fatally ill. So <laughs> all around is that you could use this to your advantage because you could walk around with said illness and be like, great costume idea, right? Oh, definitely. <laughs> and be like, wow, it's so real. It, like, I know. It looks so real. It's almost <laughs> like you're dying. It's, it's almost like you're actually dying from it. I know. Trick or treat. I even got the cough and everything and the fever. It's incredible. Oh, that is not easy to fake, I'll tell you. No. <laughs> uh, so but, what kind of a fever have you been running, by the way? How how bad has it been? Not that bad. I uh, thirty nine, so like I guess it's like a hundred. Around a hundred. Okay. Yeah. Not too bad. Then. Not not lethal. Just annoying. So that I'm freezing yeah. all the time. Yeah, which is ironic considering you're running a fever, but yet you freeze. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's <laughs> how your body it tries to cool you down. Yeah. Um, it doesn't work. No. <laughs> it's a stupid body trick. <laughs> um, but I've had some very lovely time with nurses at work, and and uh, that's always good. So I try to trying to put the best face on everything. That's good. I you think know, you are speaking to a man who, when I do get sick. I actually run into the dangerously fatal fever range of between 105 and 107. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, um, and the cool thing is when your brain hits a, when it, when your fever hits 107, you actually start doing brain damage. Oh, wonderful! So every time it hits, um, I when it hits that peak, I usually have a very short window to knock that temperature down before I start doing some real good damage. And, uh, you know, luckily, so far, I don't think I've done any real damage. I don't know. I'm a pretty fucked up individual to begin with, so I don't really know what's gone wrong. Fair enough. I'm, uh, I haven't reached that point, but I, I am at the point where uh, healthcare professionals are looking at me going, you shouldn't be functioning as well as you are. Um, Which I take as a positive. I always do, yeah. But I'm, yeah. They're, they're baffled that I'm still... Uh, the way that I am. Now, the, the thing that really upsets me is they basically gave me a death sentence. They said, if this tracks up your arm and your heart, you will die. Uh, and I said, okay, and I dealt with that. But this is not bad enough in British Columbia to be admitted into a hospital overnight. No and there's no. I, I was talking to a nurse um, off the air. We spoke about a male nurse that I've been going to for advice. This is the reason he quit nursing in a hospital because of this very reason that there's this intermediate level where there's no care for you. You're not bad enough to be in a hospital, but you're too bad to be anywhere else. And there's no care for a person in that category. There's no. 
place for them. There used to be, apparently, there used to be a whole department just for people in that position. And that's all been excised to save money. Yeah, because that's where you want to start saving money is, you know, healthcare. But uh, this is, this is a, these are the people that go to work sick and make everyone else sick. You know what I mean? Because you can't be in the hospital, uh, you don't want to be home, or whatever. You go to work and infect everybody else. Um, this is why medical professionals are, are frustrated over it. Um, the other, it, it really is. And the other thing is the treatment at St. Paul's is abysmal. I've always heard horror stories. Um, I planned on making it the focal point of my mayoral race, which is continuing, but uh, it'll be the 2021 push. Um, and by then, I'll be damn good and ready. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but something has to be addressed. Like, there were three other people ahead of me that got horribly shitty treatment before my horribly shitty treatment this morning. And it's just, it's disgusting, the, the way they treat uh, anyone who has any sort of a drug history. And that would include yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, they would give you this treatment. They look at you, you're a drug user, that's it. You'll sit in the waiting room for four hours. You'll get things not discussed. They don't look at your charts. They don't uh, check if you're okay. Um, and anything you go in with, well, it's because you're a drug user. Well, no. Yeah, no. It's this gunshot in my stomach. Can you do something about that? No, that's because you used drugs when you were a kid. That's right. <laughs> See, I, in Ontario, I don't think it's that way in Ontario because the drug epidemic, although bad no matter where you go, it's not quite to that point here. From what I'm told, it's not this way anywhere else. You can go to Burnaby and get decent treatment. It's just in, Van just in the city of Vancouver. Uh, there is one hospital called St. Joseph's, uh, which where I went initially. They're they're wonderful there, but it's what it's just an emergency room basically. It's an emergency hospital, and they close at eight p.m. <laughs> Let that sink in, people. An emergency hospital that has hours. <laughs> what is the purpose of this place? <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> okay, come back at 9. What? Yeah. <laughs> we open at 9. Come on back then if you're still alive. So that's what started me on this wonderful cycle of treatment was I went there and did my first uh, treatment at 10 a.m. I said, well, in 12 hours, you have to go back. Well, in 12 hours, they're closed. And St. Paul's <laughs> is their sister hospital where everyone wow. goes while they're closed. So... <laughs> You can go to the good one as long as they're open. Otherwise, you get the fucking shitty child. Oh, my God. What a system we have. I'm, I'm yeah. starting to realize I I tried to do a podcast on my own, but I just didn't have the words for it um, yesterday. But I'm starting to realize our, our free health care, there's a huge cost attached to it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's one of the downsides. And the main problem with that comes in for people who use the hospital for non-hospital reasons. Oh, yeah. Um, there, was this, there was this woman I fucking worked with over at the, um, at, the uh, at the grocery place. 
where she was telling me, she goes, oh, she goes, yeah, she goes, I got stung by a bee. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. She's like, yeah. She goes, so I went to the hospital. I'm like, I'm sorry, wait, you, you did what? Yeah. You got stung by a bee and you went to a hospital. She's like, well, yeah. She goes, because, you know, basically I had an owie. There was a lady. Was, sorry, finish. I just, I, I went off on her. I said, you know, it's because of fucking people like you that people who actually have real problems can't get into a hospital in time. Yeah, there was a lady in the waiting room today. You didn't show up and waste her fucking time. There was a lady in the waiting room today there to uh, get a prescription. She what? she is on on vacation in Vancouver and she forgot to bring her pills with her. So she went to the emergency room so they could prescribe her more pills. And she sat Where? there for for three hours ahead of me. She finally left. Because <laughs> she got fed up with waiting. And uh, you know what? Shame on her for uh, wasting a hospital time for that, but who, where's the goddamn doctor who can't take 30 seconds to scribble on a piece of paper for this poor woman? Yeah. I don't Literally, know. The, the entire meeting would have taken, I'll, I'll give it on the outset, 10 minutes. And uh, I don't know if it's in every hospital, but doctors assume that little curtain around the bed is made out of lead and you can't hear through it. I think, because I heard them sitting at the desk laughing and talking about their weekend. Yeah, time and, for that. And here's another way off topic. But when the fuck did holidays start going from Thursday to Tuesday? It's a holiday. It's supposed to be the fucking Sunday. It's a day. It's a holiday. It's All of a sudden, it starts Thursday night after work and goes till Tuesday morning. No. And the entire fucking world stops spinning so everyone can celebrate this four-day weekend. <laughs> so and it's celebrate Thanksgiving, the slaughter of a, of a group of people. Yay! It's not even a Canadian holiday, for Christ's sake. <laughs> it's an American holiday. We just made up one because, God forbid, they have something we don't. Oh. I, I, but it's not just Thanksgiving. I'm not. I don't want to rag on Thanksgiving. It's, we do it for every holiday now. Every holiday. When did Boxing Week become a thing? Yeah. Uh, Why are we doing fucking Black Friday? Which makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah. Uh, Black Friday is a response to uh, 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 Boxing Day. Yeah. You're not supposed to do both. No, and that's just it. Like, they did it specifically because they don't celebrate Boxing Day. They don't recognize Boxing Day as a day where Canada does. It's, uh... And Boxing Day has become a bastardization anyway. Well, of course. It's it only this... about the fucking selling. It's all it's about. Selling stuff. A, a day that started with such great intention. It's uh, a, a day to be proud of. Oh, it was at one time. And just become sales. Buy cheap shit. I know families. Uh, my my daughter's family uh, doesn't Christmas shop. They go shopping on Boxing Day and buy all, everybody's presents. Yeah, that makes make sense. No, that just convolutes two fucking days into one shitty day. <laughs> hey kids, screw Christmas. Let's go stand in lines for 24 hours at yeah. fucking <laughs> Best Buy. <laughs> you know, I went um, 65 I went inch TV, that's so last year I need 66 <laughs> inch 
God. You, you go bigger or you just don't bother. The screen doesn't get any flatter. Fucking give it off. <laughs> no, they're going curved now. Yeah, I've noticed that. I, Jesus. <laughs> now they curve the opposite direction that they curved 20 years ago, and this is something That's to right. get all fucking excited about. <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a horrible person in the sense because I actually, I, if I had, like, lots of extra money, that's what I would be doing every year I'd upgrade my TV. If I had a little bit of time, I'd just pull the glass out of my TV and turn it around, and I'd be hip again. Because <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> <laughs> oh, I've still got, I actually still have, I, we've had this conversation, I don't think on the show, but I have stored at a friend's house the very first flat screen. Mm. It's a big Sony 200 pound motherfucker. And I couldn't move it <laughs> when yeah. I moved out. Uh, but and, and I think it was $1,100 on sale. And now you can't even sell it for 20 bucks. Oh, no, you can't give the thing away. No, exactly. It's, uh, they'd probably charge you 20 bucks to try and recycle it. Oh, yeah, easily. Ah, <laughs> uh, the world. It's, it's a messed up place. But, you so know... China, we have to get in on that. We do. Uh, we have some time, do you have, I think. Do you have the battery um, space for it? Uh, well, I've got a, roughly the same amount of time we just used. I can probably okay. use that again, close to that. Okay. So, what, what brought me to uh, this whole uh, China expose was the fact that they are finally coming close to... Um, putting the, the signatures on the the new, it's no longer called NAFTA. No. Um, it's what I'm calling the Free U.S.-Canada-Mexico Trade Agreement Renegotiated Deal, which uh, is the fucktard. <laughs> it's the fucktard deal. <laughs> I believe the actual thing is the USCMTA or something like that. Well, yeah, because the U.S. just has to be in the middle of all of that. Yeah. You can't just say North America anymore. No. It's uh, the three-country deal. Um, but there, there's a big clause in this deal where if you want to uh, sign a trade deal with another country, you have to run it by the other two North American countries first and get their approval. Which makes no sense whatsoever. It's something Trump is pushing very hard for. Yeah. And that made me think that that is why Justin slowed his role on the pipeline. Because the, the whole point of the pipeline is to uh, deal oil to Asian markets and lessen the reliability on the U.S. Yeah. Uh, but... If this NAFTA new fucktard goes through, um, that that could be jeopardized completely. Yes. So he can either jeopardize fucktard or jeopardize the pipeline. And I think he's he's really he's a, a hell of an acrobat. He's doing quite the tightrope walk uh, between the two sides right now because he's telling. He's telling all the people in Alberta and all the people who rely on the construction of this thing that it's going to happen and that the new uh, National Energy Board thing will not delay it. He won't allow it. 
But at the same time, he's telling the First Nations, oh, don't worry, they're going to do it right this time. Uh, so I, I don't know. But I, that, that really made me think, that is China possibly manipulating this whole goddamn thing? Which is where my thing that I heard comes into play, and this is where I, when I heard it, when you mentioned what you heard, because the thing that I heard was that the ambassador to China had mentioned to um, the other ambassadors of the world and said, look, um, Trump put these billions of dollars of worth of tariffs on China, and he said that he would eliminate these tariffs if, they, if China agreed to not deal with Canada or Mexico. Right. So cut out all of Canada and all of Mexico together. Fuck you guys. Cut them all out and just deal with us when it comes to anything in North America. You only deal with the U.S., then therefore, then he'll eliminate the tariffs. And then I heard, uh, subsequently to that, that he is going to crack down on Chinese uh, sanctions because of a, uh, a, a known cyber attack that they committed on the U.S. in 2015. Um, and apparently it's plain as day that they did this. And he's really upset about it, and he wants to punish them for it. So, is he... Why would he... Maybe that's part of it? That uh, convincing China not to deal with the other two countries so that now he can really beat them down? Or... See, I think... Or is he coming at it? Created, I think this created a link. I think what China has done is since Trump put these tariffs on and it started this thing, I think China's turned around and released a statement strictly to cause more tension between Canada, U.S., and Mexico. It could very well be. Three of us fight, they fight each other out, and in the end, no matter what happens, China wins. Exactly, which is very Chinese. Yeah. And because uh, then once these three nations, or if these three nations start fighting each other, then China can literally just walk in the back door and wipe all three out. Which is a legitimate scare in Canada. If you talk to anyone not in government right now, um, they will say uh, Canada is very vulnerable to China just completely taking over. And, no, that, and that Justin Trudeau needs to back off um, sucking their dick or that's exactly what's going to happen. Which is why I agreed with uh, one guy in real estate in, in Vancouver who owns this uh, top floor penthouse suite uh, uh, place. It's got panoramic views of the mountains and the, and the, and the city and the, uh, and the ocean, and it's a gorgeous place. But he refuses to sell it to Chinese investors. Because his whole thing is, is no, I want a local person to own this place because I want somebody to have this place and be able to drive by at night and keep fucking lights on. That's and that's the thing. And the place has been abandoned or sitting open for two and a half years at the time of the article. There's a very famous quote uh, from the Nixon administration. Uh, when asked, because uh, people back then thought China was becoming a threat. Yeah. Um, and I guess during this one particular press conference, the question was, why is China not a threat? And the Nixon administration, someone in the Nixon administration stood up and said, China's not a threat because it's not a threat. 
And that quote stuck, and people believed it. And that's what our that's what uh, other nations' uh, uh, treatment of China has been based on was that they're not a threat because they're not a threat. Yeah, they're just not. And, and everyone went, okay, that's good enough for us. And, we hear reason. and we've been running up with that since the 70s. Every country, so every, and because every country does what the U.S. tells them to. So we just went, okay, <laughs> they're not a threat. And they've been creeping in this whole time very quietly. Now, I, I'm, I'm flip-flopping because I went, I know... Uh, about a month ago, I was saying how I thought it was propaganda that the Chinese are evil, and that's still a very strong possibility. Um, I don't. I think China is way more evil than anybody wants to give them credit for. Um, I'm slowly learning uh, more than I'd like to. <laughs> like, see, we already know how they treat the citizens. They've been well, yeah. That's... They, you know, they treat their own citizens like shit. They will kill anybody who disagrees with them in any scene or way at all. And so, they run, very publicly run, uh, concentration camps that they're very proud of. Yeah. And the people in these camps are mostly intellectuals who have been ballsy enough to say something bad about China. That's right. And they're locked up. And one of these particular camps, uh, suddenly, in the middle of winter... The only train that services that camp has been uh, um, decommissioned. There, there is now no way in or out of this particular camp. Wait, and it's, of course it's in northern, wherever, Mongolia, whatever it is, uh, the, the Russian ass end of China, this wasteland. Um, yeah, out in the middle of nowhere. That that where Russia meets China, that that no man's land where no nothing exists. <laughs> it's uh, just hell on earth. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Then people are stuck there, and they don't know it though because they don't know what's going on in the outside world. No, because they're fully cut out from it. So yeah, they're, they're very very evil. And everyone knows that China gets a uh, censored version of the internet. That's right. Um, but what people lately have been just found out that well, YouTube is censored in China. People are like, what? No. How the fuck did you not know this? What I just what I just learned yesterday was YouTube has admitted that they censor our searches if we search videos about China. No, I've never had an in-depth conversation with anyone from China. I, most of the Chinese people that I'm acquainted with are, are second-generation Canadians.
Yeah. I'm still very attached to the parts of their heritage they can be proud of. Um, so very, very Chinese, but uh, they they don't know really what they they have no connection to the old country. Yeah. So they don't really know exactly what's going on. No, the ones who do are very old and very reluctant to speak of it because there's a lot of Canadians that disappear. They just yeah. vanish, and and they're they're just gone. <laughs> they're Chinese people who who have come to Canada and then one day they're just not here anymore and people don't speak of them. <laughs> hey, what happened to that guy? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we we don't we don't talk about him. <laughs> I don't know. It's frightening. There, yeah, there's a very strong possibility that we will all be Chinese soon. It's uh, it's what they worried about when uh, Japan invaded the U.S. Yeah, you know it was a big concern that there if if the U.S. hadn't have dropped the fucking bomb, then. Everybody would be Japanese right now. And wow, could we have ever been more wrong about anything? Like, talk about a country, Jesus. Every yeah. second day, the, the whole country gets wiped out by something. <laughs> the poor bastards are still cleaving up from Fukushima, and there's been another one. Now, Fujitim is something I would love to be able to touch up on at some point. Cause oh, man, what a horrible thing. And they've just finally, someone admitted that uh, it was way worse than they thought, and people are now actually dying from the radiation exposure. They weren't admitting it for years. It's and, so Oh, yeah. But they were saying no one was dying. But they were lying about it the whole time. Oh, no, it's fine. So maybe it didn't work so well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why they shut down, man. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. I remember this one strip club I used to go to called the Million Dollar Saloon, which, as far as I know, is still up and running. Um, they were an awesome club. I mean, they had like a ton of girls. Like, I think they had like 50 girls on the floor at any given time. Um, they had a they had a shower. They had a hot tub. Um, all parts of the show. So while you had like the main stage show, you had two girls in the shower. You had a couple girls in the hot tub. I mean, it was, it was great. Uh, I was supposed to go this one because I was becoming a very big regular there for a while because of this one particular uh, dancer. Um, and if she's listening, Catrice, hey, it's George, how you doing? Um, <laughs> um, she uh, she was one of the dancers. And uh, uh, one of the things that I was supposed to go this one weekend and I couldn't go on the Friday night, and it turns out it worked out for the best because the cops showed up and raided the place. Oh, wow. And they hit them with almost every charge you can imagine a strip club getting hit with. Uh, prostitution, underage prostitution, trafficking of drugs. Uh, it was, and a whole slew of the, of the, um, uh, the patrons got charged as well. So there's just, it was, it was a mess in that. Wow. Right in the middle of all of it, so. That is insane. And plans come up and change things once in a while. <laughs> I guess so. Speaking of changing plans, just I want to—I just want to get this out real quick while I can, because the, the pipeline thing is still um, the, the fact that it's going to be years before that goes ahead. But John Horgan has mitigated it by saying he will reinvest in the LNG plan. 
What's the LNG for? Well, I never liquid natural gas, so she gave up on because we're 10 years behind any other country in the world. No one's going to buy from us whatsoever. <laughs> but they're going to build that LNG plant that they canceled as soon as they became government. Uh, they're going to they're gonna fund that now. So, yay, we can look forward to natural gas not doing anything good for us while we bring oil over on trains. This is the biggest goddamn train wreck ever. Um... <laughs> It's just a big bag of tin plastic for the for commentary. <laughs> well, it's just investment in this country is you just got to go straight to hell. Uh, no one's ever going to invest. And now, have you heard the latest on NAFTA, which I know you actually enjoy talking about with me? Uh, no, what was the latest? Uh, one of the sticking points that's holding up the NAFTA negotiations is the fact that BC uh, grocery stores are now allowed to sell wine. But under BC law, they're only allowed to sell BC wine. Yes. Well, Donald Trump is saying they have to allow American wine in, in British Columbia grocery stores as part of the NAFTA deal. And that could be a, that could be a catching point. Now, here's the thing. We're, we're fighting it. John Horton says don't fight it. You will go to court to defend the right to only sell BC wine. And I'm saying, is it just me? Or did this fall under a giant who-gives-a-fuck file? It's falling... Like, if it's going to hold on, I like about that. Here's what I like. So, I like the fact that... This, I mean, because I'm personally... I'm not actually a fan of uh, liquor or grocery stores selling alcohol. I don't know why. I have no real reason for it. I just... I've grown up used to, in Ontario, with the LCBO... You want liquor, you go to the specialty store. I don't think you need to be having that out in the middle while you're buying groceries. It would take away, if, if it was allowed in all liquor stores, all, or, sorry, all grocery stores, it would take away my number one vision for wanting to go to America. Because I love the novelty of it, but I don't care if we don't get it. It's not a, it's just, I don't care. It's, it's, there's so much more we should be caring about than yeah. this. Exactly. I totally agree. Especially when it's holding up the biggest trade deal that our country's ever known and the one we depend on more than anything in the world. If this is the thing that's holding it up, fuck you guys. Change it. <laughs> Who cares? I don't like the fact that Trump would oppose or would propose that, you know, the only way that one of the things holding it up is this. Because, again, it's not like, it's not like you're going to be doing a huge amount of sales out of, the, out of the grocery store for wine. No, I didn't research what the sales are, but I can't imagine they're very good. No, I mean, like, you're not going in there to buy a fucking $300 bottle of wine. You're going in there to buy a $6 bottle of wine. You are, and, and there's still rules. You can't use these self-serve uh, checkouts. If you're buying alcohol, you have to go to a teller, and just a stupid rules like that. So I'm sure the sales can't be worth mentioning. No. So and it's not like if you force... If you, if that's right, that's right thing, exactly. What's the point? If you put if you put California wine in Canadian grocery stores, the people who buy BC wine aren't going to switch. No. People buy, I know, my, my ex-mother-in-law uh, would only drink Chilean wine. didn't matter where she was in the world. She would only drink Chilean and wine from Chile. Wine, wine drinkers, they like that. Yeah. I, it's just, I cannot believe that this is holding up our trade deal. <laughs> the only good wine to come out of California from Napa Valley, and nobody can afford it anyway. Again, it's just... Who cares? 
Exactly. That's my point. Hey, <laughs> if it's just me here, then nobody give a shit about this. God. Damn. It's just, and then Oregon's going to go to court and fight that. That's, that's the one he decides to get behind. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like, I, really, I don't even know what to say about that. I don't know. I, I, I'm at a point now where I can't even make fun of Trump because we're not looking any better. 